Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Russ Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. You know it. You love it. We're getting more and more new listeners as you are now allowed to sports bet, bet on sports. Probably the better way to phrase that, Ross. In Delaware, in New Jersey, more and more states opening up seemingly every single day. We are presented always by Bet online.ag and you know why that is because they are the online gaming website of choice for the even money podcast because they've got the best odds the fastest payouts and that awesome code even money he's the star of the show back off of a uh, week vacation steve fezzik the only two-time winner of the super bowl of professional football gambling the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino. Check him out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports. I'm Ross Tucker, the former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, classic journeyman, trying to win you guys money as much as I can, at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Hopefully most of you already subscribe to the show and you rate and review it. See, before I forget, how was your vacation? Where'd you go? It was awesome. Spent some time in Southern California. Went to Universal Studios with my little boy. Loved it. Nice. I'm actually doing the show today from Southern California. It's funny. I had a, I had a big day yesterday, Steve. I woke up on the Jersey Shore, drove to Philadelphia. I popped on with our friends at WIP Radio in Philly. And by the way, they asked me about you. So we were talking. Several of them were among the first people to place bets at Delaware Park in Delaware. So that's where the Philadelphia people are going. They're not, you know, Pennsylvania is a mess. So they're just driving right down to, to Delaware Park. So we were talking about that. And they were even saying that they're much more likely to bet now, now that it's legal and it's so close. They brought up your name. And so we were talking about the Eva Money podcast a little bit. Hopped in a plane, flew out to uh, L.A. and went directly to In-N-Out Burger yesterday, Steve. So I'm doing the L.A. scene. I got some podcast meetings. I'll be going on some other podcasts today out here in Los Angeles. Uh, Move the Sticks podcast as well as the Dave Damashek football program. So 
Not many people, I guess, go from the Jersey Shore to uh, to L.A. in a day and have both Tasty Cake at the Tasty Cake Studios in uh, in Philly, and then and then end up having an In and Out Burger. Love it. And by the way, in terms of betting in Delaware, I hear regional biases already popping up. That is not the place, Ross, to bet the Phillies to win the World Series. The lowest odds on the Phillies in the free world. Yeah, and I think they said a lot of people were going and just betting on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl again or betting on the Eagles to, you know, the over. And Keith Jones, who played for the Flyers for a while, he said last year he got the Eagles at the over eight and a half mark, which you and I both nailed. That that was like that seemed like such a no brainer. We crushed that one. When a team wins thirteen games and loses their starting quarterback, you know over eight and a half was one good bet. Yeah, so it's cool too, Steve. I've been getting some more emails. I just got an email from Scott in New Jersey, and he sent me a. Um, this is the first paragraph of his email. I downloaded the BetQL app and excited to use it with betonline.ag. Quick feedback, I'm a member of another sports book, and while they are great in most arenas, they don't have the flexibility and extensive player and team prop bets that BetOnline has, so now I use BetOnline almost exclusively. That's awesome, and BetQL, wow, man, it... I just love being able to see other people. I got buddies that downloaded this too. I, I have it on my phone. But you can track all of your action. So I know you have like all kinds of spreadsheets and stuff, Steve. Um, I don't know if you've looked into this part of the BetQL yet, but it's pretty cool. I mean, they obviously have the injury info, the line movement, the public betting trends in real time. So you can see where the smart money's at, all that stuff, right? And you can download BetQL. It's free on your Apple or Android device. But I like the fact that it seems like it's a very efficient way, Steve, to track all your action. Now, obviously, you are going to the different casinos and stuff. But um, that seems like that in and of itself would be a chore for you. Very much so. And I've got to plead to being somewhat lazy about this, Ross, where whenever I make big bets, I go ahead and enter them into my Excel spreadsheet, track all my positions but if I'm betting like uh, a rogue number on one quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, to go under 308 and a half yard pass yards, for instance, and there's some tiny limit on it at the book that I'm playing at, I've been known to just throw in some bets. And I basically, um, I call those shoebox bets where back when I would just run around Vegas and I'd make bets, I got a $500 bet here, a $300 bet here. I'd throw them in the shoebox and not even log them. And then at the end of the day, late Sunday night, people would ask me, how'd you do? And I'm like, I got to I got to go through my tickets and add them all up. Wow. But then when you do that, Steve, are you consciously thinking about it while you're watching the game or do you almost forget you even made the bet? There are certainly times that I forget. Most of the time I remember when I was younger, I think I remembered almost all of them. But it's not unusual, Ross, as an example, that there's enough of a difference between books that maybe a bet online might have an Andy, Andy Dalton at 220 and another book has him at 231. And I'll just play the over 220 and under 231 for the same amount. I got no opinion on it, but it's a profitable middle and forget about it. And then he throws for 227 and I'm like, oh, I won both sides of this. So that certainly does happen. Well, at any rate, you can download BetQL for free on your Apple or Android device. Just go to uh, betql.co 
to download the only app you need to outsmart Vegas in the sports book. Again, betql.co. It's the same guys that do RotoQL, um, which is the daily fantasy lineup optimizer that over 100,000 DFS players have. Uh, you can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android. Speaking of people like at Delaware Park getting tickets, it's interesting because they were telling me that it was an absolute mob scene on both Saturday and Sunday there, you know, especially Saturday with it being, you know, the Belmont and justify going for the triple crown. Um, what, what, when, when a horse is going for the triple crown, Steve, and, and we probably should have talked about this last week, obviously, but now that we know moving forward, you might've talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but what are some, some of the, uh, the rules to follow and not follow when it comes to a horse you know, making an attempt for a triple crown. Yeah, well, the number one rule to follow is don't bet on him to win at the track odds because you get so shortchanged when you're playing into that paramutual pool where there's a 20% takeout and the public is pumping dollars in on the favorite examples. So Justify closes four to five. I saw he ticked to three to five. Uh, but then back up to four to five. So that's basically laying minus a dollar twenty-five. If you would have bet one hundred twenty-five dollars at the track on Justify, you would have won a hundred dollars. Contrast that to at sports books, they had a prop bet will Justify win or the field, and the field was a minus one fifty favorite. You could have taken back plus one thirty on Justify. So think about this, Ross. Instead of laying minus 125, you could have taken plus $1.30. You got shorted 55 cents on the payout. Now, everyone listening that bet justified four to five is like, well, it, but it won. But imagine um, it's almost like going in to buy a new car and just paying whatever the sticker price is versus getting what the real value of the car is. Interesting. Um Somebody, uh, Keith Jones, I was telling you, he said that, and maybe he got this from his buddy, Eddie Olchick, who's really into horse racing, but he was saying that the bet when there's a horse going for triple crown is to win, is to bet for them to place because the odds and the money are much better because everybody's putting the money on that horse to win. So it, it skews the odds. Everybody wants the ticket that says, Hey, I had... You know, some people just keep the ticket. Look, I had Justify to win the triple crown and almost like as a keepsake, nobody really bets the triple the horse going for the triple crown for place. So comparatively, you know, the odds are pretty good. And who knows? Gronkowski, you know, maybe if Gronkowski hadn't been so slow out of the gate, Gronkowski could have beat Justify potentially. And so place would have been the place to be. Yeah, and I know in the Preakness, the payouts were ludicrous in that the to win was 280 for a $2 bet. To place was 280 To show was 260 So why would you possibly ever bet a horse to win that's a prohibitive favorite when you're getting the, basically the same payout for him to finish second or third goes to what you were saying? Yeah, that was exactly, exactly what he that, – that's exactly his point. Like why are you betting – on something to win when you get like the exact same odds for them to, to, to get second, you know, first or second let's get into. All right. So, so last week, Steve, the NHL and the NBA both ended. And so there are already some odds, futures odds for both those sports. Do you ever look at 
NBA futures, NHL futures, or is it like NFL futures where you wait for like season win total lines to come out? Well, I'll certainly take a look at the futures, not hockey, because it's just not a sport that I actively handicap. But of course, like everyone else, I'm following the, um, the LeBron futures and where he may go. The problem is I really think you need inside information. You need not to know rumors. Someone's going to find out that LeBron is for certain going to the Lakers, or I guess possibly he's going to the Rockets. And if you've got that information, you can bet before the news breaks, you've got yourself one fine bet. If you don't have privy to that information, by the time you find out it's too late and the odds have over-adjusted. Is there any value in looking at the NBA futures odds, or is it totally pointless not knowing? I mean, Durant says he's going back to Golden State, but totally pointless not knowing for sure where Paul George and LeBron and some of these other guys are going to end up. If I had to make a bet, and of course I'm worried that I'm not, it's not 100% Durant's going back to Golden State, but Golden State's plus $1.20 right now, and that's the only one of the futures bets I would even consider making because I do think – you could make a case that if you're getting plus money on them against the field, that um, you could go ahead and take a flyer with them. But just to show how hard it is, um, I'm rounding here. Houston, um, Philadelphia, and Boston are all around four to one. Houston's a little bit less. Um, Philly and Boston a little bit more. But if you bet two dollars on Golden State, and then you bet a dollar on Houston, Boston, and Philly, those are the four, the big four. You basically would break even. No matter what happens, if one of those four wins, if one of those four doesn't win, you lose everything. That shows how hard futures can be. Yeah, I would think Boston seems like it. I mean, to get Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, I'm not some big NBA guy, but I would think that's a that's a decent bet. I mean, they were already pretty good without those two guys. It sure sounds good, but then you're staring at a Boston-Philly um, Eastern Conference final, call it Pick'em. And then here's the rub. Boston plays Golden State in the finals, and, you, and you've got a ticket that says Boston at, you can get 5-1. to one. Ross, you're going to be able to get 4-1, to one, even if they make the finals, probably. Right, so why are you even placing the bet now when you can get close to those odds and make sure they're actually in it? Exactly. Nothing feels worse than Boston's down 1-0 in the NBA finals, and you've got a 5-1 to one ticket in your pocket, Everything is broken right, and yet you can still get five to one at that point in time. What um, what's been the fallout, um, Steve, in uh, in Vegas after the Golden Knights lost? I know I all am, the all the books were breathing a sigh of relief, right? Yeah, I have never seen so many happy people walking around. The bookmakers are happy because they won. Well, they didn't win big, but they avoided losing big on all these 500, 300, 100 to 1 tickets that were bet on the Golden Knights by the public to win it all. The public, for the most part, is happy because even the ones that bet the Golden Knights at least hedged some of it and made a little bit of money. The fans of the Golden Knights are ecstatic. I don't think this would happen in Philadelphia, Ross. Different client bases. You lose 4-1 to one in the Stanley Cup Finals, and I almost think that they were thinking about giving the team a parade. They were so happy out here with the Golden Knights, so um, uh, it has become a hockey town. 
Wow. It's incredible. What do you have in front of you, Steve, what the odds are? I know you said it's not worth betting, but I'm curious, what are the LeBron odds right now in terms of where he I, ends up? Is yeah, that, I is do. The, are um, the, Lake, the Lakers number one? huge move on the Lakers. I guess this is part of LeBron talking about his family and what's best for them. And maybe, maybe it's good for the family to go to LA where he already owns a mansion uh, the Lakers are a minus 200 favorite. So if you bet LeBron is going to play for the Lakers next year, you have to risk 200 to win 100. Philadelphia is four to one. Very telling Ross Cleveland seven to one. He's leaving the odds say he's leaving and Houston Rockets eight to one. Wow. That's interesting. Is this, is this time of year now that the NBA and NHL are behind us, this is when you start to clean up a little bit on the WNBA, don't you? Yeah, so I'm actively handicapping the WNBA, one of my favorite sports. We have a WNBA team in town here, the Las Vegas Aces. Only have one win. They'll be improving. And football is back, Ross. The CFL, north of the border, it is opening week in the CFL. So do you bet CFL? How do you have time to possibly follow the CFL closely enough to feel comfortable putting money on it? Or are you just saying, hey, we got football back? Oh, no. I only bet on stuff that I have an advantage at. And I, but you're right. I don't personally have time. I got to get ready for NFL and a little college football prep as well. And along with these other sports. So I rely on my experts north of the border. I will read you a text I just got in this morning. I've been watching CFL Winnipeg. And I already bet this, by the way. Um, rain possible, south wind 10 to 20, opened at 53 down to 51. Um, weather won't be that big of a factor, but it's certainly a bonus. And I know Winnipeg's starting quarterback got knocked out. Uh, bottom line, even at under, you can get 51 and a half, under 51 and a half, one fine bet opening night in the CFL. Interesting. All right. Um, I know there's be some people watching Johnny Manziel up there. That's for sure. What, um, what, what's your process this time of year with the WNBA? Try to watch as many games as I can on my WNBA live access, look at the box scores, but I'm really looking towards um, teams that uh, their personnel changes over the course of the year, like our Las Vegas Aces, our best two players were overseas playing for a Turkey league. Yes, the country of Turkey. Um, we're Amazingly, basketball is big over there, and so they were short-manned um, to start the season and were horrific, and now they're certainly improving. And a team like the Minnesota Lynx that still has the reputation uh, have won two out of the last three championships, and they're very much aging. Their point guard has gotten old and heavy, not a good combination, and um, the Lynx is a team to fade. I'll give you a, a futures pick. We talk about futures. The Connecticut Sun, your neck of the woods, Ross. Three to one still in some spots. I think Connecticut will win the WNBA this year. Well, I saw where um, the WNBA's uh, ratings have gone up a little bit, and they were kind of pounding their chest and and happy about that, as they should be, by the way. And I guess I just wonder, Steve, if part of that is because the word has gotten out that it's a good sport to bet. I know you have a lot of success with it. We've talked about it for a couple of years here. I wonder if that's part of the reason why the WNBA ratings are starting to go up. More people are betting it. More people are watching as a result. Oh, no question. The WNBA, every book, bet online, et cetera, is putting up lines 
on those games. Um, the same with the CFL, and it certainly helps the popularity. Ross, whoever's in charge of the Arena Football League should be fired immediately, in my opinion. For some reason, there are no lines on Arena Football games, and because of that, I couldn't tell you one Arena Football League team right now because the fact if I can't bet on it, it is off my radar map. Wow, I didn't realize that. You know, there was a time when arena football was really popular and those guys were making a pretty good living. You know, some of those guys are making 150 grand, 200 grand, you know, playing arena football. I remember talking with some of those guys. That's that's crazy. They, they used to sell out all the basketball stadiums, you know, in every place with the indoor game. I don't know what ended up happening there, but that's a that's a shame. You're right. That's not smart. I know, I mean, the Philadelphia Soul are still a pretty big deal in Philly, so I know them, but I don't think I don't know if I can name another team either. You know, the Arena Football League also has a major problem, in my opinion, with the rules. No one ever consults me, but you get four downs, and because of that, it's almost impossible for the defense to stop the offense. You need for a sport to be the most successful. I, I'm a firm believer in this. There needs to be some parity between offense and defense. That's why basketball and football are so good that the teams that get the ball and are trying to score will score close to 50% of the time. That is the perfect mix. Whenever you have something where it's impossible to score soccer or almost impossible to stop the offense arena football, it's just not as compelling to watch the sport, in my opinion. Interesting. All right. Um, do you get into the World Cup at all? I, I bet it just because I've got guys that go ahead and follow it and they tell me what to play. But um, I, although I think it's a great sport to play and probably the best sport to have your children play, I just have never been a soccer fan. What, um, what about the U.S. Open coming up this week, Steve? Any, any thoughts on, on the U.S. Open, Tiger Woods? Just looked at the weather report. Unfortunately, it's good at Chinnacock Hills and Long Island. Not a lot of wind, uh, no rain. So um, I, I love it when, when there's going to be a windy forecast because that can give you opportunities in terms of what the low score will be, etc. As far as Tiger Woods, I will go back to my master strategy, which worked flawlessly. Tiger Woods will be overvalued likely in Golfer matchups, I'll look to fade him against the very best golfers in the world. I'll bet on those golfers like DJ paired against Tiger Woods and laying like minus $1.50. Yep, and you can do that at betonline.ag. If you haven't already, use the promo code EVENMONEY on your first deposit to earn a 50% welcome bonus up to $2,500 worth of sportsbook free plays there are so many awesome things over at betonline.ag. They put their football odds up before pretty much anyone. They've got that state-of-the-art live betting software. So a lot of these events, you can live bet, which is really cool. They even give you a free $25 on your first live bet. If you like the Vegas-style casino, live casino, they have that. You can get 100% poker and casino bonus. Pretty awesome. Payouts, by the way, have never been faster. Don't miss out on betting any of these things we've been talking about. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code EVENMONEY to score your $2,500 bonus. We have an email question. Brian, you want to hit the sounder? 
Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address always is ross at rostucker.com. It's really simple. You sign up at Bet Online, you download the BetQL app, you forward me a question, and I ask it to Steve. So this actually comes, um, Steve, from Jason Montgomery, who's probably the most prolific poster over at tuckheads.com. He's like one of the leaders, if not the leader, of the Tuckheads, the community of folks that listen to all of our shows and then chat about them, which is awesome. I, I go on there every day, tuckheads.com. Anyway, Jason says, hello, Ross, Steve, and Bry. I don't have a piggyback question to Ross's outstanding interview with Dave Mason on episode 140, but it did raise a question in my mind. Please see my Amazon purchases below using the Ross Tucker Amazon link. Here's the question. The proponents have suggested increased regulation from the allowance of sports betting will increase the integrity of the game. Is it not reasonable to think that the people involved will either be the same people that regulated it when it was not legal or they will be inept due to a lack of experience similar to the judges for fights? Do you believe it is true that legalization will lead to decreased match fixing and point shaving scandals? Why or why not, Steve? I believe it will lead to decreased point shaving and fixing. And the reason being, let's say you're going to go ahead and fix a game. So you get a referee, and I hate to talk about the easiest way to do this, but um, you get some um, minor game that's off the radar, like Duquesne is playing Dayton or somebody, and you get to the referees and say, you know, we're, we want this game to go over. And all of a sudden, every foul goes to the offense, the block charge. It's always a block, and you tee up both coaches and some other players. Um, but to get a lot of money down on a total like that to play the over, it's difficult because the limits are, are smaller. If you're betting it against bookies, if you're betting it offshore, no one is really – um, paying attention to who's betting it, how much is being bet, etc. If it's being bet in the United States here in a regulated environment, well, all of a sudden you've got these accounts that no one has ever played into, or these people that are coming to the window are making bets, and you're asking, you know, for their player's card, and you're tracking their bets, and they've never made a bet before, Ross, and magically someone shows up in Delaware and they want to bet Duquesne Dayton over, and they bet it seven times for the limit. Well, that's a red flag. That's a, a betting pattern that just is not um, consistent with what that player has done in the past. Similar, I would say, to insider trading, where you see someone who just like doesn't trade at all, and all of a sudden they make eight trades on one stock. Well, that maybe that person knows one of the higher-up executives. It's a red flag. And when red flags like that go up, then you can go ahead and research what the heck is going on in that game, and it's going to uncover betting scandals and situations much more of the time than having in an unregulated situation where it's just being bet in many ways, in many times, in an illegal marketplace. Yeah, that makes sense to me, and so I, and I think that's exactly right. So now, if it's more regulated, and there's more people doing it legal then more of that, they'll have their eyes on more of those accounts rather than, like you said, offshore or somebody walking up somewhere potentially. 
And of course, there's going to be some end games that look just absolutely bizarre that are just going to be innocent enough. The Florida state coach, um, catching four and a half points, chooses not to foul down four with eight seconds to play. Then you look at the tape and what went on and say, you know, it was, there's just some confusion going on and the team gave up. And for whatever reason, 19 out of 20 times, it'll look unusual. Just because something looks unusual does not mean anything is going on, but it's that one out of 20 very, very unusual suspect situations where there might actually be something going on. Got it. Well, next week, Steve, over the next few weeks, we're going to do some deep dives on different NFL divisions over the next eight weeks. And maybe we'll have a little sports betting 201 after the awesome sports betting 101 we had last week with Dave Mason. That'll do it for this week's Even Money podcast. Love those emails, by the way. Love email questions. Good job, Tuckhead Jason Montgomery. Keep sending them in. Ross at RossTucker.com. Of, of course, we love those of you that give us the retweet on Twitter, or the like on Facebook. Please make sure you're subscribing to the show if you aren't already, as well as rate and review the show. Um, that helps quite a bit as well. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.